You're listening to an Air Books podcast. Hey guys, it's Aiden of Aiden's Books, and I'm here with Mommy. Welcome to Parenting and Bonding with Children's Books. Our episodes are recorded first via video. For the full experience, check out the video interview on my Facebook page, Aiden's Books. Next, you'll hear Mommy doing the interview. Thanks for listening. Welcome, welcome, everybody, to the Parenting and Bonding with Children's Books podcast, where we believe that books are magic and have the power to transform homes. On this podcast, we talk to the authors behind the magic to find out the true intentions behind the books. And guys, before I get started here, (laughs) before we come on, I usually ask the host or ask the guest, how do I pronounce your last name? And I did not ask her, so... Okay, so we're here tonight with Sandy Sharmataro. Sharmataro. Yes. I would not have said it that way. Yeah, it's an Italian name. Yeah. How are you? I'm fine, Quinn. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, I'm not sure exactly when this will show, but on the day of airing, it's the last day of school and I feel like I'm all over the place. So, (laughs) so, but I'm so happy uh, to be talking with you today. Your work is so um, essential and important and the books that you put out into the world um, are for our kids, you know, Mm -hmm. as we talk about them people will understand why why you are here today. So Sandy, can you tell us a bit about yourself? Sure. So I um, am an author and I'm also a teacher. So I'm a high school teacher, even though the books I wrote are for elementary age kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, I live in Michigan and I live in a suburb of Detroit. And, you know, I I enjoy my work tremendously. I enjoy writing. I've always enjoyed writing, even as a young child. Um, our teacher would give us a list of spelling words every month, and I couldn't wait to get that that list because then she would have us create a story around yeah. the spelling words. And I loved that assignment, and that kind of sparked my, my joy for writing. Um, then we would read the stories in front of the class and kids would laugh. So I thought, oh, they like these stories. You know, I I, I love to write. So mm-hmm. that kind of sparked everything for me. Um, you know, and as I grew up, I still loved English was one of my favorite um, classes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but then I always wanted to write a kid's book. But you grow up, you know, go to college, get married, have, you know, life, life kind of takes over. And finally, once my kids were grown, I said, I'm going to do it. That that feeling never left me. And yeah. I wanted to write that book. And I really intended to write one, but it morphed into three. Okay. Well, yes. we're happy it did because your books, you have three different kind of themes, diversity, and you have them behind you. Would you mind showing us the cover? Sure. So the first book, it's a series of three. Um, mm-hmm. The first one's called The Good Eggs and it teaches virtues. Yes. So um, if you go to the table of contents, I hope you can see this, but it start. I wanted to start it like a school year. So it goes back. Um, the kids go back to school in September and then each month. I don't know if you can see that too well, but each month they learn a different virtue. So it starts with understanding, mm. forgiveness, gratitude, generosity, cooperation and so on and so forth. There's 12 for a dozen. 
And it's just about these little eggs and they go back to school and they get into little kid situations that lend themselves to a virtue. So they're simple situations, but they're things that kids um, in elementary age can relate to. So then in one of these chapters, they win a recycling contest and the United Nations ends up recognizing them for that and sends them on a trip around the world and they learn about diversity. So this is the second year in their life. So they go um, again, a dozen chapters and they go to 10 different countries because the first chapter is about how the trip gets set up. And the last one is what they've learned. So they go to Chile and Zambia and Australia and Italy and Norway and Israel and all around the world. And they learn, um, this was a lot of research. This book was so fun. They learn different language and customs and culture and landmarks and um, all around the world. They meet other little eggs and they connect with them and build relationships. Mm -hmm. And, And they realize, you know, maybe we all practice things differently, but we all are human beings and we all want the same things to be loved, to be heard, um, to be known. Mm -hmm. And they realize that from that beautiful trip around the world. So that takes another year. And then I said, I'm not done with them yet. I got one more in me and I bring them back home and they learn the importance of community service. Mm -hmm. The third year um, in their lives. And so they're growing even more. And this is a half dozen chapters, but they're twice as long. So they learned the importance of serving people in their community. So they help children, they help elders, they help animals, they go to a food bank, they put on a health program, and they go to a nature center. So it's a trilogy, you know, a series of three, and you see them grow and learn through being virtuous, through learning about diversity and how important it is to serve our community. So it's been a joy to write these. It really has. It seems like a very comprehensive set. If I can ask, what, as a high school teacher, mm-hmm. what made you say, I need to start this with elementary kids? Well, I just, my own personality, I've always liked um, cartoons and things like that, you know, as, as I was a child. And I just always feel that kids, little ones are the innocent ones. Mm-hmm. And starting at a young age, if they can incorporate some of this stuff into their lives at that young of an age, mm-hmm. they'll naturally carry it with them into their adulthood, um, mm-hmm. you know, putting kindness and empathy and compassion back into the world. Mm-hmm. So I thought you got to start with the young ones because um, that's where we can form, um, you know, they're so impressionable and yeah. we inform them with goodness. And, you know, think back to when you were a child, probably things are still st- stuck with you. Um, mm-hmm. too, And that kind of sets them on a, a good positive trajectory. Yeah, we believe that as well, especially in our communities and our in our groups. Um, we talk all the time about starting as soon as you can wow. with, um, as teaching these different things, uh, especially through reading. Are your books picture books, Sandy? Yes, they have um, okay. illustrations. So I'll show you some. So, you know, with each chapter, like there's one of the teacher Mm -hmm. um, teaching, there's one, I I mean, each chapter has pictures. Let me see. There's one, they're out walking in the rain. So yeah, there are pictures in here. They're called chapter books though. Yeah. um, You know, they're like for third, fourth graders, third, fourth, 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 third, third, fourth, fourth, and fifth. But I do have an age group of five to 12 on there because I have parents that read with their children. Mm-hmm. Um, and then depending on the reading level of the child, 
Mm -hmm. um, they can read it themselves. But yes. third graders and up definitely can read it themselves. And I yes. put these little stopping points in here. Um, you know, say they were reading it at night and they didn't want to finish a whole chapter. There's a little stopping points throughout so they can, you know, have a natural break. When oh, that's thoughtful. Yeah. Wonderful. Yes, we speak often about the importance of parents um, reading to their children. And um, we I tell parents to negate <laughs> to negate the, the age range that publishers and authors exactly. put on books. I'm like, just read above their level. Like, it's OK to, yeah. you know, to read with them, to read to them, ask some questions about the book. And I see the perfect opportunity for parents to to bond with their kids and, and make sure that they're really teaching them these themes. And um, for those of you that have been listening or watching for quite some time, um, you know that one of the ways that I started was I've, it was very important for me, especially as a, as a, as a single mom, right. To make sure that I was giving my son what he needed to go out into the world. And so I started like with post-it notes and I'm like, I'm going to like on Monday, kindness, that's going to be our focus. On Tuesday, compassion, that's going to be our focus. And I'm like, over time, you know, if I drill these things into his head, he'll look back one day, as you were just saying earlier, Sandy, and he'll remember like little tidbits of what mommy was telling him. And then I was like, oh, I can do this through books. <laughs> yeah, you're right. But you know, it's good that you do it the other way too, because he yeah. looks up to you and, and he looks for your guidance and your love and and he trusts you to tell him the right things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when they're building relationships with other adults, when they grow older, that's yeah. click too. Yes, I agree. Yeah. I love the, the setup of your books, how fun they are. It looks very fun. And then you look inside, you know, and you look at the, the cover of it um, yeah. and it just looks really enjoyable. Then I love the way you broke the chapters down, um, the 12 for the dozen for the eggs. Mm -hmm. um, so how did you go into deciding, especially in a first book, what those chapters and themes would be? So the first book, um, when, like I said, once my kids grew and I said, now I have some time, I can finally sit down and write that book. I wanted it to be about goodness. So I was throwing the the word good around in my head. Like what, what could be good and what's good. And I just good eggs popped into my head and I said, I'm going to make the characters eggs. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to do that and make them colorful, all different colors. Mm -hmm. Um, and have them all have like an idiosyncrasy that they all do. Um, have them all have a little different personality. And I wanted like three boys and three girls, you know, like a group. I wanted them to be a group. Um, and then there's like the troubled egg. His name's Benedict. So he's, <laughs> yeah, all the other ones have egg in their name and the teacher's mm -hmm. name Miss Poach. And so it, it's a lot of fun. Um, mm -hmm. But the other eggs try to help him grow into himself. He, he The first chapter finds us, he comes to town and mm -hmm. he's angry because he has to move from his old hometown and he meets the mm -hmm. eggs and he doesn't want to bond with them. And, and the, the first one's understanding. So they get to understand where he's really coming from. Yeah. So, yeah. So I just kind of thought um, I wanted it to go on a monthly basis. And I started with September because that's mm -hmm. when it's normally go back to school. And I thought, you know, I'm going to take this once a month through a year and see how they develop through a year in their lives. So like I said, I thought I was done um, with just one, but once I wrote that last chapter, I went, no, something, something else. I got to, I'm not done with these characters. So I said, I'm going to take them around the world. So then that's what yeah. I did. I wrote book two and then 
still wasn't done. I said, I'm going to bring them back home and they're going to serve their community. So I feel like it's a complete trilogy. So I wrote the last page and I cried, you know, because I knew like I knew that was this was this was what I'm doing. This is this is the end of this particular project. So but now uh, my nonprofit grew out of the books. So I have um, a big project on my hands with, you know, the books and the nonprofit. So now I egg communities or I egg organizations or families once a month following the pattern of the book um, with any kind of help that they might need. So that's what the Good Eggs Foundation does. So all book proceeds go into the Good Eggs Foundation so I can keep up my eggings in our community here. So so tell us more about the Good Egg Foundation. Exactly what is it? So it's a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. And what it is, is based off the children's books, like I like I was explaining how they run on a monthly basis. Yeah. So it's based off of the books. And I wanted to put the books into action. Mm-hmm. So what I did was started a nonprofit. And what I do is seek out organizations in our wider community. Mm-hmm. Um, and I see what a need may be. For example, last month, I was in contact with a place here called Macomb Foster Closet, and they foster um, babies and young children, and they were in need of baby monitors. So I said, you've been egged. Um, we're going to get you those baby monitors. So oh, wow, we did. I, I purchased them, drove them over there. He gave us a tour of the place. Yes. Yeah, so I'm, I'm getting in touch with organizations that help children. And even people might contact me too. I had um, a person call me and say, can you egg this mother? She's a single mom who just lost her job and she has a little girl. And she was devastated. And the one thing she was going to cut back on was her little girl's dance lessons. And her little girl just loves to dance. I mean, this girl is probably going to be a dancer. She just loves to dance. And she was just Mm -hmm. crushed that she couldn't. So I called the mom and I said, you've been egged. She's going to dance. So we finished her dance lessons for the year um, for her. So little things like that um, that we do. Um, I've done over 30 eggings. So it's been, I've done like toy drives for our children's center here in Detroit. So it's been um, a real great joy for me. So, so many thoughts went through my head. First of all, thank you for all the wonderful work that you're doing. And I loved how you turned egging into a positive thing. Because right. I know when I was growing up. Right, I know. <laughs> right. It's a positive egging for sure. <laughs> it was something completely different. And then it kind of reminds me of, this is kind of separate, but related. In college, I went to uh, Rutgers University oh. in Jersey. And they had kind of like a, a secret, not a secret society, but it was like a, a secret honor society, I guess. And they would go through and like tap you if you were in it. And it was like this whole like thing, you know, they would research you, you know, of course, look up your grades, your service to the community and things like that. And you would get tapped if you were chosen. So when you said um, you've been egged, it, my mind just went automatically to just went okay. back to that. And I wanted, and I, I went there because for a lot of our children, some of them don't really learn about service right. to the community until like college or high school if they have, if they just so happen to have those extracurriculars available. Right. Because some schools just don't. We kind of right. take that for granted. Some schools don't have these extracurriculars, you know, where they can uh, do service for the community. So it's so wonderful that your books are showing us that not just domestically, but abroad as well, um, how to go out into the world 
and 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 be do good, like your pillow says, and do good for other people. Just be good. So yeah. book, book three, with the service that they do, they call and connect with the kids that they met around the world in book two. Mm. And those kids in book two then start the same community service programs in their own countries. So that makes it a global um, connection too. So they're not just, so you're not just showing our kids like to go, not that this is small by any means. I know. But they're not just wanting them to go to like a soup kitchen and like, you know, it's like they're building something. Exactly. And they're learning from other people that they Mm -hmm. wouldn't normally learn from. And in fact, in the one where they go to a soup kitchen, we come to find out that Benedict actually, um, when he was younger, his family needed assistance. Mm -hmm. And um, he was so like glad to be able to help at the soup kitchen because he knows what that felt like. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you get these little patterns that go on where they can learn from everybody when they're at the um, senior living center. Sometimes people say, oh, you know, put them out to pasture, you know, like the way that sometimes elderly are treated. And they actually learned how to paint from one of the residents. Mm -hmm. They learned how to dance from one of the residents. So they they themselves being children learned from the older folks um, some valuable things. So they connect with them. They don't just go, here you go. Here's some food. I'm going home. Or we collected this. I'm going home. No, they connect um, with them as well. Yeah. And one of the things that you said there, I don't know if I want to use the word normalize, but I like that you put in your book about, uh, about the child who was remembering that his family needed uh, needed assistance. Because I think that uh, it can, that can be embarrassing for some kids. Yeah, yeah, so to pick out of the, the room. room, right? When they were there, he they showed a, a, a little, you know, film of the mm-hmm. history, of the play, and he ran out of the room because yeah. he felt that. Yes. So one of the things that we uh, talk about pretty often is that sometimes our kids feel like they're going through something on their own, right? So mm-hmm. to be able to pick up a book and see another child that has experienced the same thing can give them so much comfort, you know, and knowing like, oh, it's not just me that's dealing with this. Other kids have as well. And I can turn it around and be of help to other people. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. And no matter where we are, I know that's one of your your pillars or things you talk about as well. No matter how much we feel we have to give, we can all do good. Exactly. You hit it on the head, Quinn. (laughs) You hit hit the nail on the head. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah. And I've gotten, um, you know, a mom emailed me and she was she was talking to one of her friends or something. It was around Christmas and they were talking about giving a present or, or giving to somebody and her little son pulled her arm and he said, mama, that's just like the good eggs. So he connected the Christmas episode, the Christmas chapter, and she was listening. You know, she was talking to her friend and she goes, I I don't know where he pulled that from, but he just connected it there. Um, So that made me feel happy. And then I had a fifth grade teacher email me and said, Mm -hmm. once her kids read book three, they wanted to do that same service for their own community. So they ended up tutoring kids in their school. They put together baskets for an elder home in their community. They collected pet supplies for a local animal shelter. They did everything that the eggs were doing, um, you know, on a smaller level for their own community. So that made me happy too. I go, that's it. That's exactly what I want to happen for kids to emulate that. 
you know, that's one of my questions and you answered it already. So what <laughs> like, so what are your intentions or how did you want parents and children to walk away from this book? And you want them to feel, to take action. To feel empowered and to feel like you said, like it's, they're not alone and mm-hmm. that they can walk this journey. You know, life's going to throw things at us all the time mm-hmm. and that we can get through it. And the great thing for parents, I'm going to be starting a parent blog in September and then when um, the first chapter starts for the good eggs and it's going to journey on an adult level. So mm-hmm. it's going to be a one page short blog. You know, the, it'll say what happens in the chapter and then what Benedict or whatever, Gregory, whoever was going through it, they mm-hmm. can read about what their reaction was and then how the other eggs reacted and then how you can explain to your child, like understanding, what does it mean to stand under? You know, mm-hmm. you have to say, help me understand, not, oh, I've been through that. You'll be OK. You know, people don't want to hear that, that, especially to a child. They they need to verbalize, you know, help me understand what you're feeling. Help me understand what's going on. And that's kind of how the eggs approached Benedict when he was angry and ran away because he didn't want to move. And um, so it'll be some good tips for parents. And I give some suggestions that you can do at home mm-hmm. as well. And I also have a kid's podcast. Okay. So I'm up to chapter seven so far. I'll be completing chapter eight soon. But if parents, sometimes they don't want their kids on a screen, you know, they could be playing and listening to the podcast mm-hmm. and they journey through the chapters of the book as well. And then I always give them a little, little challenge at the end, you know, like, hey, uh, you know, if, if you see somebody at school alone, why don't you invite them over to sit with you or, you know, mm-hmm. something, a little challenge at the end of each chapter for them. So that's wonderful. Yeah. Guys, all this is right up our alley. I feel like I'm looking at Sandy and hearing so many of the things we <laughs> we talk about so often and she's yeah. just bringing it to life and talking to us about it. All of this information, I mean, you mentioned so much the podcast, the parent blog that's coming. We yeah. can all find it through the goodeggs.org. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And another thing, um so there's a free chapter that I can send to them. So if they go to the contact page, there's a few, several check boxes. And if they put, please send me a free chapter, you know, I can do that. And I also have, if they want to become a member of the site, I have 12 lesson plans and 12 videos that go along with book one. So um, it gives some suggestions on how to either incorporate things. If you happen to be a teacher or a parent at home, you can incorporate the same um, suggestions. So yeah, if they join, sign up to be a member, um, they can have access to the members page. Awesome. Thank you so much, Sandy. Um, I'm going to give you guys Sandy's uh, Facebook uh, page information as well um, so that you can find her. But all the information that she is um, talking about is also on her website at thegoodeggs.org. Sandy, thank you so much, so much for coming and joining us and talking about your books and all of your work today. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. No problem. Is there anything else on your heart to share about your books or your work? Um, just, you know, if anything they want to know, again, there's also a book, um, it's called a book media sheet that kind of has everything outlined on there. Um, if they want, um, some questions to ask their kids as they journey through the books, those are on there as well. Like book club. I've had, um, teachers and parents, you know, do community groups of book clubs and there's questions there too. So wonderful. They can always email me, you know, contact me and with any questions. 
Awesome. We love the questions. Thank you so much for all the resources, Sandy. We appreciate you. Thank you, Quinn. No problem. Have a good night, everybody. Bye. Bye.